Today is April 8th, 2020, and today's ramble is about the newest U.S. girls album titled Heavy Light. Um, <clears throat> U.S. Girls is the musical project of indie pop artist Megan Remy. Um, the project is, I believe, Canada-based, although she's an American musician, and she has been recording music under this name since the late 2000s. I think she was under kind of like independent labels for a long time. And then doing a Wikipedia search, I guess she signed to a major label in the mid-2010s, 2015. Um, and the first time I'd heard of her was on her 2018 album titled In a Poem Unlimited. An album that really caught me by surprise. I think it's one of the the most hidden, the most well-hidden, whatever whatever I'm trying to say, the most hidden pop albums, I think, of the last decade. And just in music in general, a really fantastic art pop album that incorporates like jazz and um, neo-psychedelia instrumentals in there, really roaring, powerful sounds that you can dance to, you can rage to, you can, it's just like a really powerful, sweaty, uh, periods, sexy pop album. Um, And I don't entirely understand why it's kind of not talked about more. I've seen a lot of praise for it, Um, but for whatever reason, she's not super popular at this point, but um, I really enjoyed the album. And so naturally I have been anticipating her next release, um, which came earlier this year. This album was released on March 6th. So a little bit over a month ago. Um, But I say with a heavy, heavy heart that this album is not good. This is a bad a bad album, unfortunately. Um, certainly compared to our last album, but just in general. Um, because this album goes in the complete opposite sonic direction that In a Poem Unlimited went for. In a Poem Unlimited, like I said, is a very roaring album. Very, not loud, but just really powerful. And... I would probably describe as maximalistic. And this album is extremely minimalistic, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I don't dislike minimalistic music or, I mean, any music can be done well in any style. Um, And this album kind of gets away from those jazzy roaring guitars and, and horns and more into a soulful um, vocal led album, which unfortunately I think is the root issue on this album is, is her vocals because I think this album unfortunately highlights the vocal issues she has and how the last album was kind of, carried by the band and she was merely an instrumental in it. Um, Super quiet instrumentals on this thing. Super slowed down, carried out vocals. Like 
a couple tracks here I'll just highlight. I mean, pretty quickly on the on the album we get the track IOU, which it's a little under five minutes long, and it's just like this super basic piano, super quiet percussion. Sounds like something that Mrs. Heckert would teach me in our beginner piano lessons book. I mean, it's just like, I don't really know what it's supposed to convey. It's pretty lifeless. Um, vocals on here, again, pretty lifeless. There's periodically some backup vocalists that come in here pretty much on every track. Maybe it is every track. I can't remember off the top of my head, but pretty much every track on here features these backup kind of like mini choir vocals that um, more often than not pretty much are the, the vocal highlights of this album. Every time it's only Megan singing, I'm just like, this is nothing. Um, and this track is no different. There's like no melody to it. There's no real structure to the songwriting itself. It's just kind of goes in four minutes and 45 seconds later it ends. And it's just kind of nothing. Um, which shortly after we get another track state house, which this one is pretty much entirely the backup vocalists. Um, super basic kick and snare drum combo. There's like some corny clapping hands to just kind of like go along with the rhythm. This, there's an electronic instrumental that, is just there and I don't know why it's there. It doesn't really serve any purpose. It's, it's barely there to begin with. Um, it just kind of is a minute 45. It's like an interlude, but not really an interlude. And it just is nothing. I really get it. Um, born to lose comes directly after it, which is super minimalistic. The percussion's so faint. It's like, I don't even know why it's there. Um, there's really no lead instrumental at all to this thing. Um, but instead, it seems like the purpose of the track is just to get to the backup vocalists again. They do like this half chanting, half singing thing near the middle to end of the track. It's a little over three minutes, and it's almost like it never even really started. I don't even know when at one point. I mean, I could just pick any I could pick any section of the song, and I wouldn't even know how we got there or why we got there. It just kind of all blends together. That's kind of a thing on a lot of this album is that I can pick any song and just fast forward to that point in the song, and it's just like the same. It's just... There was no buildup. There was no point to how we got here. You could never explain to me why this point in the track, how how it got here, like the structure of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could just highlight some other songs. Like the, the last track on here, Redford Radio, was just flat out terrible. Um, it's like a little over two minutes and it's pretty much just this repeating drum that is like kind of got an echo to it. Same vocal delivery over and over and over. Um, she just says, a red Ford radio, um, don't need this red Ford radio anymore, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, just in the album. It's really bad. I don't get it. I don't know why this is the ending track. Um, Denise Don't Wait was like four minutes and it's just nothing. I don't get it. It's like an ex it's the instrumental is like an xylophone that I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but I mean, there were periods on here that I think were kind of 
kind of promising. Um, I mean, the opening track was Four American Dollars, which has a, it has a pretty nice groovy keyboard instrumental and um, smooth bass, smooth percussion behind it. The, sl- the track kind of actually builds up to something unlike anything else on here. Kind of like a slow build up. It's got this psychedelic feel. Builds up to these really cool rhythmic vocal deliveries in the outro. Um, and it's it's kind of rewarding, unlike many tracks on here. Um, and I, I enjoyed the penultimate track on here, The Quiver to the Bomb. Again, another one that's like, slow build up the piano instrumental in the beginning on its own isn't really that interesting but you know she's adding instrumentals as it goes along um the the vocals kind of keep the track moving you know like like there's almost like a tribal feel to it i guess um there's some really cool guitar periods that come in here there's a really cool synthesizer um, like a really psychedelic synthesizer that comes in near, near the middle. Um, and th- this instrumental has some real life to it. And, you know, it's, it is kind of quiet and it is kind of minimalistic, but it's still something. And that's what a lot of this album is, is just nothing. Um, there's interludes on here that I don't know what they're doing. They don't really have any purpose whatsoever. It's just like random interviews with people and maybe it fits the narrative of the album. I honestly couldn't tell you because I don't know what the narrative of this album is or what the themes of it is because I listen to it and it's just, I don't hear anything. Um, maybe this is an album that is like really personal to her and maybe she is is getting something out of releasing this. And I've even seen some, some praise for this album, which I completely am missing, but the music, the melodies, the vocals, the song structures, the rhythm, any of it, it's just nothing. Um, I don't know what, I don't get it. I don't really get this album at all. I don't know in what setting I would listen to this. I don't know what I should be listening to. And, I don't think I'm going to be listening to this again this year and maybe ever. Um, I think she operates much, much better in a band environment because she does not have the vocals to do this avant-garde soul version of pop that she's going for on here. And it's not like that many people do. I don't really know how many artists off the top of my head I can think of that can pull off an album like this, but I don't think she's one of them. And I don't think this was a good direction for her to go. And hopefully in her next release, she gets back more into the, into the studio, surrounds herself with, with a more group like effort. Um, because this just wasn't a good album. Um, I've already highlighted my tracks I enjoyed, which were um, Four American Dollars and Quiver to the Bomb, but pretty much everything else on here I didn't really like. I guess I could just say everything else I disliked. Um, I'm putting this in Tier 5. I wouldn't recommend this to anybody, and I will probably not be worrying about it anymore for the rest of the year.